Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Monday, March 20th. Today, the first day of spring. Congratulations. You made it. It is six minutes after 11 and you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Donald Trump is the big, big headline today. But Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley have been attacked by a number of people for failing to comment on the rumors that the president will be arrested on Tuesday. Lots of Republicans are critical of them for not speaking out and uh, not speaking speaking out against the Manhattan DA's office either. Okay, so this is where we're at, and I got a big problem with this. Yeah. Because so Ron, do I. Well, yeah, Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley, Nobody, first of all, nobody's obligated to say anything about anyone. Now, we do it mm-hmm. because, well, it's interesting to you, the audience. I mean, clearly there is great interest in this topic about the idea that a sitting president, or not sitting, a former president could be indicted. And he's likely going to be, or there was a good chance he might be, and still may be, mm-hmm. the nominee for president in the upcoming election. I mean, it's it's totally unprecedented territory. Naturally, people are very interested in it. So, yes, we're covering it at the top of every hour. But if you are Ron DeSantis mm-hmm. and you are a governor of a state who you may have to make some sort of decision as it relates to things like extradition or or whatever – why would you comment on that? There's no obligation to comment on that. He hasn't been indicted yet if it's a smokescreen. Because, by the way, it could be a smokescreen by Trump. You never know with Trump if it's legit. We've talked about this multiple times today, and I still... This could be a publicity run. I'm, I'm not saying... Clearly, there is some interest in the office of Alvin Bragg of indicting Donald Trump. That's mm-hmm. not that's not an irrational or, or out-of-the-way statement. But... It could be that Trump is because what are we doing? What have we done at the top of every hour, Casey? Who have we talked about? We've talked about this with Donald Trump. We have talked about Donald Trump yeah. in a sympathetic light that this, if indeed this happens, this mm-hmm. is a total miscarriage of justice. That Trump right. is a victim. That they are, you know, obsessed with this guy. We have for three segments and talk radio stations across the country are are doing this on the hour every hour in terms of in similar terms in ter- in, uh, uh, as it relates to Donald Trump and his plight mm-hmm. and this will only help him mm-hmm. at least in the Republican primary maybe in the general election so would you really put it past Trump to have said well screw it I'm going to put this out there and worst case I don't get indicted and then I'll say hey I cut it off because of the power of the American people Right, and or, if he, if he does he, get indicted, then he gets all the free publicity anyway. Yeah, he negotiated some way around it. Who knows what? Because the initial message that he is getting arrested on Tuesday came from him. Right. But Ron DeSantis, now we all know what the truth probably is with him probably running for president, but today he has not announced that he's running for president. So he is just today 
the governor of Florida. Now, where is the outcry of Abbott hasn't said anything. Newsom hasn't said anything. Uh, Whitmer hasn't said anything. Like what? Does every governor of every state have to say something about this? So why is DeSantis being attacked when he hasn't technically announced that he's running for president? Especially when Trump is a resident of that state. This charge would be in New York, which means there would be some sort of extradition related to this. And would DeSantis have the legal authority to say, no, I'm not doing that? I mean, there's all these unanswered questions that may not even have to be answered questions. Mm -hmm. So and it. It comes back to the absolutism demanded by the only Trump people. Now, there are people who are hardcore Donald Trump supporters who also say, hey, look, you know, whoever, DeSantis, Tim Scott, whoever emerges out of this, anybody's better than Biden, we're going we're gonna to roll with that, and we like Trump, we're going to vote for him in a primary. That's great. But there are some people who are only Trump people who, no matter how much you actually support Trump, unless it is absolutism mm-hmm. and you never say anything negative and you always align up with him no matter what goofy thing he does then you're just you're just dirt or you're bad or you're whatever trump did this to himself okay no matter what whether it should be tried or prosecuted or whatever he did this to himself i think everybody actually believes that he did something with stormy daniels i think most rational people look at it is trump and think he probably did something with Stormy Daniels. To what extent, I don't know. But he gave her the money. Mm-hmm. He wrote the check. That's not in dispute that he gave her the money. It's not in dispute that he wrote the check. The tapes with Cohen show him talking about giving her the money. Now, Cohen's a rat and a loser and a weasel, but he did it. Mm-hmm. He is. He put himself in this position. Yeah, but, okay, it may be harmful, it may be hurtful, it may be a betrayal, it may be shameful, immoral, whatever you want to call right. it. It's not illegal. I'm not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is this is not some guy who is being, you know, this is not Nelson Mandela here, okay? <laughs> right? This is, this is not Mother Teresa that we're talking about. This is a guy who for years and years and years knew the, how, the, how to game the system. Mm-hmm. That's how he got all the stuff built in New York. That's what great business people in major metropolitan cities do. So he's not a choir boy here. He got in bed, maybe literally, likely literally, with a person who is a complete piece of crap. And she utilized the leverage she had over him at a time where he was vulnerable. And for whatever reason, he chose to give her money. Now, I think he made an egregious mistake because I don't think it would have hurt him at all if it had come out that he had an affair with her because most people, that was already baked in if you were Trump. Most people were not like, Donald Trump made morally questionable decisions as it relates to women? Mm -hmm. No way. I'm totally out on this. Mm -hmm. I think everybody already knew that. I think him agreeing to give her anything. This isn't new ground. I mean, look at John Edwards and Al Gore and Bill Clinton. Right. So, but all of that being said, Ron DeSantis, especially as a governor who may have to make a legal decision, mm-hmm. is under no obligation to open his mouth or, right. and he shouldn't. Right. He shouldn't be until he sees what all the facts are and he has all the evidence put in front of him. That's what we should want from our elected officials. And at this point, what is he going to comment on? That something might happen? Right. That we're being told by Trump that it possibly will happen? Right. Now, Kevin McCarthy... Comment after it happens. Kevin McCarthy had to do it, because Kevin McCarthy is a pathetic person who (laughs) so wanted to be in power that he sold his soul to a group of people who he can't stand in order to be in power. So he has a... a, uh, 
not a literal, but a metaphorical gun to his head every seven seconds because he's beholden to a bunch of people he doesn't like because he wanted to be Speaker of the House. So he had to say something. He has to come out and give the, you know, this is ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. McCarthy probably wants Trump prosecuted. McCarthy would probably be fine if he doesn't have to deal with Trump anymore. But Ron DeSantis is not Kevin McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Comer also said something. He's the House Oversight Committee chairman, and he said that it's really odd, the timing of it, that the indictment would be revealed the day after he revealed the bank records of the Biden family. It's almost like a distraction. Like all of this information came out about the Bidens and receiving payments directly from the CCP. And then the very next day, Trump getting arrested, like, don't look over here. It's just you you got to question the timing of it. And just another example of how there's a two-tiered system. So, so, so there is, as we talked about, this side of it, which is the what I call the extracurricular side of it, which is us talking about the entertainment aspect of it, the potential presidential race implications of it, mm-hmm. all of those things. Then there's the actual, and this is what's most important, the actual legal side of it, which is, yes, you are correct. It would be a total ridiculous miscarriage and abuse of justice and power if indeed he is indicted. And that is what people... The, the bright, shiny object side of it is what people pay attention to, but the actual abuse of the legal system mm-hmm. is what is most important because if they can do it to him and they will do it, they will do it to you. Yeah. Ken Paxton is the attorney general for the state of Texas, and he was talking about just this. Uh, it looks very political to me. Obviously, he's, he's announced for president. It, the primary is coming up, and they're doing their best to take him out. I don't believe any of it. I, I, I think they've spent years trying to figure out how to get him out of office. And now they're they're trying to keep them out of office, and they're they're focused. Uh, you've got the FBI and the Department of Justice doing what they do, which is turning these things into political battles. So that was on Newsmax, and mm-hmm. also on Newsmax, Congressman Nick Langworthy. He represents part of New York, 23rd District up in New York. He was also on Newsmax and talking about how, just from a justice standpoint, mm-hmm. how awful this potential prosecution is. Well, Alvin Bragg is virtually the absolute worst district attorney in America. (laughs) Since he was elected, the first order of business, he circulated a memo across the district attorney's office giving a long laundry list of crimes that that office would no longer prosecute. He won't keep Manhattanites safe. He won't prosecute violent criminals. Uh, But uh, now he wants to create a banana republic and make a mockery of the judicial system with with this, you know, ridiculous charge of a former president. Okay, so, yeah, crime up 27% in New York City, and Bragg is downgrading certain felonies, and he declined to prosecute 35% of more felony cases than in 2019. So he's soft on crime everywhere, except when it comes to Donald Trump. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, you want to talk about your boyfriend? Are you talking about Vivek? Yes. Uh, see, you know who I'm talking about. You, uh, don't tell me there's no where there's smoke, there's fire. <laughs> yeah, you knew it. So Vivek Ramaswamy. Mm-hmm, very good. Casey likes him because he has a big wallet. Mm-hmm. Uh, he <laughs> is now making a whole bunch of money off the state of Indiana. Yeah. Which, what did I tell you, Casey, about I why know. these people run for president? Yes, you were correct and, on that one. And the Indiana Republicans who have no money to help you with property taxes are throwing a colossal amount of money at Casey's boyfriend, which will be great for Casey. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see. It's Kennelly Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love 
hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. After 11, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And let's take a look at who's trending this hour and Donald Trump. But not for the reasons we've been talking about. He's back on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. He posted on Facebook over the weekend, I'm back. Also trending, Sam Neill. He's the actor that was in Jurassic Park. He revealed that he has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin lymphoma. He's 75 years old. It's currently in remission. He received the diagnosis a year ago. And finally trending, Kamala Harris. She was... You remember how she was on the uh, Colbert show last week and gave that oh, yes. awful, awful he was, performance? He was just and, glowing. And he did not ask any tough questions yes. at all. Mm-hmm. Well, she got heckled by protesters after the taping when she was leaving the studio. They were chanting, lock her up. What up, Kamala? This morning, the phrase, lock her up, is trending on Twitter. It's 21 minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Indiana's public retirement system is the first known state pension system to contract with anti-ESG firm Strive Advisory. And that is important because Mm -hmm. that firm is run by your boyfriend, Vivek Ramaswamy, mm-hmm. who is running for president, mm-hmm. and in a state, he wasn't running for president when the contract was signed. Uh huh. But this is why people run for president. Casey is because they the name ID that is associated with being on national television, being on Fox News, being on Newsmax, Breitbart, all these shows. It is infinite earned media paid for by someone else. Mm -hmm. And so what this basically means is the people who work for the state of Indiana have a very nice retirement plan. I know I once worked for the state and if it would have just been based on a comfortable living and retirement plan, I would have stayed there, but then I would have gouged my eyes out at some point. (laughs) So I would have had to retire without any eyes. And as part of that, it's called InPurse, I-N-P-R-S. InPurse is the abbreviated name for it. And they have partnered with this firm, Strive, that your boyfriend runs, Strive Advisory. And they have given them up to, or they're going to give them up to $150,000 to advise them on this, what is called anti-ESG Investing, and so basically, what that means is, uh, you don't invite, you don't invest the money based on environmental, social, or corporate governmental-based decision making. Mm-hmm. Indiana Capital Chronicle has a great article about this if you want to learn more about it. So basically, when you invest, you got to invest based on what's best for the share holder, the the person in the plan, mm-hmm. not just I like this person's politics or their view on green or whatever. 
And so Vivek Ramaswamy, who is an uber rich guy already, who is running for president, is going to make roughly $4,000 per hour for his air quote advice Mm -hmm. to the state of Indiana on how not to be in this. Now, there was not some problem that had been identified that I know of in terms of ESG investing in the state of Indiana. If there is, that's super weird because, well, again, at the risk of angering that guy that called earlier, Republicans control everything, including the treasurer's office, which is the most important part statewide office holder in this equation. So on one hand, we don't have any money to help people with a whole bunch of stuff, but we got 150 k laying around to pay this guy and his firm to tell us how not to be woke. You don't already know how to do this? Something that they weren't actually doing anyway. Right. I mean, unless we're saying, well, we were doing it and we weren't telling you, mm-hmm. then why are we paying this guy money? And and this is what we keep seeing, Casey. Look, if you work for the, if you're a state employee and you've got a retirement plan, God bless you. I'm happy I can contribute to that. Thanks will be enough. But I shouldn't have to be spending more money to oversee your retirement plan. Your retirement plan is your business, and you're taking $150,000 and giving it to an uber-wealthy guy who's running for president, who, while he has, I guess, technically stepped away from the company, still has a gigantic ownership in the company itself. Yeah. And how do you tell regular people, yeah, we'd love to help you out. It's another example, but we got $150,000 laying around to tell us how not to do woke investing. It's just like saying, well, we'd love to help you out with the the property taxes. No money, though. Oh, wait, here's a million and a half dollars for ourselves for raises, which the state house members did. It just keeps happening where there's never money to help the things that need to be helped, but we've got all this extra money laying around. Right. For a consultant. I I mean, that's basically what he is. He did step down as the executive chairperson of the company while he's running for president. So... I do not think, as a taxpayer, yeah. that that using $150,000 of public money to pay this guy is a good use of time or resources. And Inverse, which has a board which oversees this, mm-hmm. unless there is... Look, Kelly Mitchell was the, was the state treasurer before Daniel Elliott, who was just elected. I didn't hear any thing about her that she was now is she a conservative no is she an establishment republican yes but i didn't hear anything about her that she was getting into uber radical left organizations i mean i didn't hear any of that why is this money being spent and we're only of course finding out about it because this guy's running for president and he's the one profiteering off Mm -hmm. of it otherwise we wouldn't even know about it or you wouldn't know you wouldn't have any idea who he was yeah I, i thought this was an interesting quote um, from Greg Porter, who is a Democrat. He's a House member. He's a state mm-hmm. rep. And um, he described himself, according to Capitol Chronicle, as appalled and disappointed with Inpurse's decision. And he said, quote, and I thought this was interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested in meddling with how Inpurse's asset managers decide to make investment decisions. That's their area of expertise, not mine. So as long as Inpurse's rate of return is satisfactory, as it currently is, why fix what's not broken? Mm. I think that's a very valid question to say, look, yeah. if, if the goal of the public retirement plan is to get dollars for the public officials who retire, and there's no allegation that I'm aware of, of, oh my gosh, they're losing all this money, or there's just malfeasance going on with the state treasurer's office or in purse, what are we doing here other than looking for a problem? Right. You know, it's, it's, like, it, it, a, it's, it's like a prosecutor in search of a crime. Right. 
it's not broke, so don't fix it. That's that's pretty much what it comes down to. Now, Vivek is one of the only candidates who did speak out about Trump's possible arrest. And he also says that this is one of those things that steers us closer to a national divorce. And you and I had that conversation a while ago. Yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, saying that we should just have a national divorce. And I was on the other side of that. And so is Vivek. He said he wants a national revival instead. Today's announcement I worry about for the same reason that I differentiate myself from Trump is that I think this takes us a step closer to a national divorce. I think that when you politicize the justice system itself to prosecute a political opponent of the party in power, the lead political opponent of the party in power, that is not one small step, but a giant leap towards a national divorce if they follow through it too. And so it's in some ways the same reason that I'm drawn into this race as a candidate running against Trump that also draws me to be a hardliner against the possibility that Trump be indicted on ministerial and politicized grounds. Well, it sounds like he's also very interested in $4,000 an mm-hmm. hour from in-purse. So, yeah. you know, let's can the moral high horse bullcrap here. But again, it comes back to this is why the people run. This is why, you know, it's a, it's a really a brilliant move. If you have no power actual, and control, exactly. If you money. have no shame or scruples or whatever, it's a brilliant business move on his part because he's going to dramatically boost his national profile. Mm-hmm. He's going to come out and be Mr. Pretend conservative guy. Mm-hmm. When in reality, I think it's pretty clear what the fallback position here is. Wow. Look. Oh yeah. That was the guy that was the anti ESG guy. Right. We really need to use him in our Republican state. And now he's going to run all the way to the bank, in which case it'll have to be one of the major big banks because who knows if the smaller banks will be around. And, and you know, Casey, I hated to do this segment because I hate, hate, hate Mm -hmm. being right. (laughs) And I just hated to have to do this segment to tell you you how right I was about him. Yeah. It's 1129. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. 34, it is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So last week, Microsoft announced 10,000 more layoffs across the company. Among the employees affected were the company's entire ethics and society team in the artificial intelligence sector, the AI team. Wait, wait, wait. They're getting rid of all their ethics people? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. And these are the people that are responsible for assessing the potential risks and harm posed by AI. Yes, that's correct. And then discussing the issues and then finding a way to solve any problems. So to steal a line from the group Genesis, Mm -hmm. I don't care anymore. Right. Like, AI's here. We don't know what's going to happen with it, but... No no more. Oh, well. No more. Right. I don't care anymore. Right, exactly. But Elon Musk had something to say about that. He said it stresses me out, and he's also a little worried about it. I mean, I'm a little worried about the AI stuff. Um, I think it's uh, something, I don't know, which we should be concerned about. I don't know. I think we should need, need some kind of like regulatory authority or something that's overseeing AI development and just making sure that it's operating within the public interest. And, you know, it's quite a dangerous, quite a dangerous technology. Isn't it interesting that a guy who is the richest man in the world mm-hmm. has the charisma of a gnat? <laughs> I've never, ever heard him speak and thought, right. wow, he's, how impressive. He's exciting. Like every speech I've ever, or speech or question and answer or whatever I've ever heard him give, mm-hmm. I walk away less impressed 
and you go, how is it possible he is the richest man in the world? But he's very smart. Oh, he doesn't no, need, absolutely. He doesn't need to entertain you. Uh, no, but you would think part of what he did and part of how he made his fortune was mm-hmm. he was P.T. Barnum. He made people believe the unbelievable. And there is a sales component to that. He's mm-hmm. obviously IQ off the charts, brilliant guy. But usually you got to you got to be able to sell some iced Eskimos to make that sort of money. And he just, I never have ever been impressed by him at all. I think the interesting part about this is that he's one of the guys who helped create AI. Yes. And now he's saying, we better regulate this. Technology has, and I say this as someone who very early on in my professional life, the first business I started was technologically uh, related and I did well enough on that that uh, I was able to buy a radio station, which was the worst possible move I could have done with all the <laughs> money that I made. Um, but so I have a, a an understanding of how it works and how technology works. Technology has reached a point where it eclipses in many fields the need in that field. So what I mean by that is there will still be advancements in modern medicine that are incredible and they're needed and it will save lives and those are wonderful. But in many facets of of many different fields, technology has eclipsed the need for the technology. So like the artificial, the the deep fake stuff. Wow. Kind of went too far with that one, right? Yeah. I mean, people are going to, you know, there is no end to it now in which, you know, framing people for crimes or having them say things they didn't say or whatever mm-hmm. it, it is too far there's no absolutely no need for that in terms of let's take cellular telephones for an example what possible thing is not out there that society needs in order to function that doesn't exist it's all at your fingertips there's way too much at your fingertips the evolution and the fast-paced nature of technology it is too quick for society to handle and when something becomes too quick for society as a collective to handle bad actors all oftentimes mm-hmm. intervene and and mm-hmm. and corral it for themselves yeah it's just it's weird though that elon musk is the one who's calling for regulation because he is the guy who was calling for free speech i mean he was the free speech you know ab- absolutist right and now he's saying but when it comes to ai that's different this it- isn't people this is Artificial. Every generation needs to be regulated. Every generation has a level of technology that they need to understand in order for which to be a somewhat competent person in that generation. So mm-hmm. my grandparents' generation, they needed to know how to use a telephone. Mm-hmm. And so to the day they died, my grandparents had a corded telephone that was tacked to the wall sure. that they knew how to use. Yeah. Towards the end of their life, I was able to somewhat teach them how to use a cellular telephone mm-hmm. in case of an emergency they could call 911 but the bio- the the pilot the by and large their life centered around if i need to make a phone call i either see my friends in person or i can walk up to this wall and dial the buttons and make the phone call my dad's generation is now internet a very viable part mm-hmm. uh email mm-hmm. cellular telephone smartphone mm-hmm. Now, my generation, it is a new set of stuff. Apps. But I don't need it. Mm-hmm. It's like, to me, it's like, I know how to use a smartphone. Well, and now we've come, That's it. we've come full circle. I don't know if you've seen the video of the young girl saying, I think, I think it's like on TikTok or Instagram, something like that. And she looks into the, her phone, which she's recording herself on and says, wouldn't it be really neat if there was like 
a family phone, like just one phone that stays in the house for the family to use, <laughs> and it doesn't leave with the people. So anytime you're home, you can use uh-huh. this family phone. Yeah, like the one that your grandparents had right. on the wall. It is. It is too. It is too. It is goes too far. So for Kev. And the people that are younger, mm-hmm. it's what's ne- next? Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, it's it's a never-ending mm-hmm. thing, and once you let a vampire into your house, which we have with technology, you're never getting the vampire will just suck all the blood out of you, and there is no way to get the vampire out until the vampire has taken everything it has to take. And you are creating a generation of people who are totally beholden to the BBD, the bigger, better deal. Oh yes, thank the you. What's next? For the clarification. Yes. Yeah. 1141, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's talk about what Tulsi Gabbard had to say. I like this. I like it a lot. She was uh, she was talking about, well, the same thing that we talked about last week, that whole Drew Barrymore, Dylan Mulvaney. You were rant sisters. The, the Jill Biden yes. uh, naming a male as the international woman of courage. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tulsi Gabber had some thoughts on the issue. Number one is there is no greater expression of hatred and hostility towards women than to try to erase our existence as a category of people and to minimize us to being a construct of anyone's imagination. And that's what I was saying. You can't cancel an entire gender. And she's saying that it's hate and hostility when you try and do that. Remember the lady who called last hour? Well, she called over the weekend, but we played it last hour Mm -hmm. where she was lamenting how all the phone calls until her that we had received for you and Mm -hmm. in support of you, or almost all of them, had been men. Right. And she's right on that when she says men cannot fix this issue. Women are going to have to fix this issue. Because while men can have a voice of support, ultimately it is the women Mm -hmm. who are being abused and taken advantage of. You, women, are going to have to be the ones who step up and say, enough. And right now it does not seem for some reason that most women are at least publicly willing to have their voices heard to say enough is enough. Men cannot be women. Right. They're just what not angry enough. Don't I don't know. know. Don't, don't know where this to is go. A you thing. It's not a me thing. Don't know where to turn. Our boss asked me that a lot, Matt. He says, "Aren't you mad?" Yes, I'm mad. What do you want to do about it? Well, I guess we got to start somewhere with the conversation about it. All right. When we come back, you have pulled some incredible information about Big Macs. <laughs> Yeah. I was blown away by the this. The cost of Big Macs across the country varies. Yes, and, and we're getting quite the deal here in Indiana. We are getting a deal for our Big Macs. And uh, we'll tell you how much the average cost is here in the great state of Indiana coming up on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Do you like the Big Mac? No. No? No, I think it's gross. 
Really? Oh yeah. Is it the special sauce? Yeah, it just it just it looks. I'm a, a texture and look person, mm-hmm. and the Big Mac has always just looked weird to me. Yeah. So I've never been a fan of. I also don't like lettuce on things, and then if you start getting those things not on there, then you're just paying for things you're not getting. Mm-hmm. So it ends up being a big ripoff. So no, I've long been out on the Big Mac. It costs just forty five cents when it first appeared at a Pennsylvania franchise back in 1967. That was before it was launched on every McDonald's branch a year later. So it was invented by a, a franchisee who was trying to, in Pennsylvania, who was trying to feed steel workers, and they were just left hungry yeah. by the regular cheeseburger. So he decided to beef it up, and, yeah. and then the Big Mac was born. And then in 1986, the Big Mac Index was invented oh. by a, an economist, and it was supposed to be a humorous way to examine whether different currencies around the world were at the current level. Oh, okay. So this is—it's uh, kind of like purchasing power. How many Big Macs can you get for your money? So in 1996, the cost of the Big Mac was two dollars and thirty-six cents. How? What year? 1996. Okay, so that was 27 years ago. Mm-hmm. It was $2 and what? 36 cents. Okay, very good. Thank you. And then it rose up to $4.33 by 2012. That is the national average? Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. all right. And then it went all the way up to $5.31, but how much is the average Big Mac in the Hoosier State? Well, I saw the Daily Mail had this article, mm-hmm. and we are, while not the best, we are not the worst. Right. Our, uh, Just like Indiana, somewhere in the middle. Yeah, our Big Mac comes in at $4.11. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Dakota, by comparison, $3.99. Right. Ohio, four oh three. Uh, Arkansas, three ninety. Alabama, three ninety nine. You know, I was, because uh, of course I very rarely ever leave the state itself. Mm-hmm. One thing that I did become aware of is when we went to Las Vegas last year, yeah. I went into a McDonald's. I am the cost conscientious person. So I thought, well, it was for breakfast. And I thought, well, I'll save some save some coinage because the $30 buffet just seemed a little out of our price range. For eggs. Yeah. And I went in there and stuff was so much more expensive. Mm-hmm. And I said, screw this. I might as well just go get some of the nice to eat. It was really the McDonald's in Las Vegas were really expensive. Was that was that on the strip? Yes, yes. So prime real estate oh, there. Oh, yes, Casey, you and know And you us. know they make all of their money late night yeah. when people are stumbling out of the mm-hmm. casinos and the bars and just hankering some McDonald's. Yeah. So that's why they jack up the prices there. So you ended up going to the buffet anyway. You no. probably got more more food for your, more bang for your buck. Oh, box. no, we didn't go to the buffet. We went somewhere where I had a coupon I think that was valid. <laughs> of course. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, we got to make a dollar stretch, Casey. We work in radio. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say, uh, as someone who has been a longtime McDonald's connoisseur, mm-hmm. you used to be able to get a McDouble, a small fry, and a soda for three dollars plus applicable taxes. Mm-hmm. It is now four twenty nine plus applicable taxes, and that was not all that long ago. So even the cheapest, like most ensemble thing you could get on the menu, has now become markedly more expensive. Now, how does the U.S. Stack up against other countries. Well, the average Big Mac 
across the country, uh-huh. $4.67. But if you were going to, well, boy, it's really expensive other places. Lichtenstein is the most expensive. Where? Lichtenstein, $7.75. In Switzerland, same thing, $7.75. Can you imagine paying that much for a Big Mac? It does make a bigger conversation, though, which is food is getting really expensive. Mm-hmm. Yes, and harder and harder when you want to eat healthy. You yeah, it, you everything in a box that's full of crap. Oh yeah. is cheaper. I've waved bye bye to that healthy eating a long time ago. I'm saying like even eating junk mm-hmm. at this point is really, really, really expensive, mm-hmm. and that is a very scary thing that the fixed income people like how do you maneuver out of this how do you maneuver around this you can only i mean i think i told you i had great joy for many a year because i had the walmart brand lane to myself i had to deal with the rich people (laughs) you will live a better more healthy life than me Mm -hmm. i will get the cheaper product and we all know where we are in the food chain and you just stay out of my way and i'm gonna not be jealous of yours and we had an agreement Mm -hmm. well now the more wealthy people have decided to mosey into the Walmart lane when we had a very clear agreement. Because they want to stay wealthy. Right. And now, one, I can't get my stuff a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And two, if I can, it's a lot more expensive. The wealthy people, as usual, it's just like Silicon Valley Bank. Mm-hmm. The wealthy people made bad choices. They didn't hold up their end of the bargain. And now I'm having to suffer for it. I was at a Whole Foods over the weekend, and I cannot imagine anybody trying to do their weekly grocery shopping there. It's just markedly more expensive. Why were you there? I was looking for something specific, uh, some herb spice oh, thing. Oh, you're an herbs and spices person. Well, you know, trying. Uh-huh. I wanted to find something. That's why you're so well-preserved. And I thought maybe, okay, a Whole Foods will have it. I may not find it at Walmart mm-hmm. or Meyer, yeah. but Whole Foods will have yeah. this, which they did. But I, I can't imagine. I saw people walking up and down the aisle, and I thought, are you really doing your weekly grocery shopping here? I, uh, Look at you. We went to Kroger. Good for you. Singular over the weekend. Yeah. And my wife uh, decided to have an addiction to the most expensive place possible, which is Starbucks. Right. And they made the wrong sandwich, and so they gave us a free sandwich. And right. I felt like I had hit the lottery. I thought I should <laughs> I should deposit this this sandwich in the bank because it's like $97 plus tax. You got a twofer. <laughs> Woohoo! Bogo! <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Rob. Good job. Good job, Kevin. And we're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.